Hi everyone, and welcome to a special interstitial episode of Marvelous WandaVision. Uh, the series ended last week, but there was an assembled WandaVision assemble episode. Um, so we assembled. So we have assembled. Very good. Um, as ever, I'm Matthew. Hi. As ever, I'm joined by Abby. Hello. And I'm joined by Laura. Hello. Um, let's have a ch- chat about the behind the scenes and, and let's also talk about the anything else that's come out because there's been many interviews and recordings and mm-hmm. videos and stuff with all the people. And let's have a bit of a chat later about an exciting giveaway as well. <gasps> but we'll come back to that. <laughs> there's a ghost in here. Can I win it? <laughs> Uh, hosts and family of Eloquent Gushing presenters cannot enter. They can enter, they just can't win. It's a cool thing. <laughs> uh, assembled. A- any initial thoughts? Any, like, revelations from it? What do people think of behind the scenes thingy? The main thing for me was the revelation that Paul Bettany wore a false bum. <laughs> <laughs> and I spent quite a long time thinking about why that would be. Yeah, have you right? have you seen him without it? I, no. Well, no, that's not true actually, because in the Da Vinci Code, the you man has see no ass. He's a very slender man. Americans but, like an ass. But he's got a cape. Not all the time. Sometimes he's, you know, in and very high waisted trousers. Yeah, no, I think I don't think it says superhero robot. I think you know, if you were designing a vision. In America at this time, I think you give him glutes. I think he's got well postured glutes. He man. does leg day, you know. Vision does leg day. This is what we know. Paul Bettany probably skips it. Vision on the step machine doing the workout. Vision can squat like half a cast of Avengers. That's that's definitely canon. So um, yeah, we saw him um, picking up the piano. In episode two, exactly. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. You you know this is this is the look, and there are many things you can build on a Marvel diet. We've seen all sorts, but <laughs> glutes take years; they really do. <laughs> and now I just want to know who else has got false what. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, the other big one is, is Robert Downey Jr. with his his platform shoes, so he can stand next to Ben at Cumberbatch. And sometimes just box. But... Surely. <laughs> well, surely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had that as well. I had to rewind it. And be like, Catherine, just watch this. I think she's wearing a fake she, bum. Like, taps her. She bangs on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like a bit of cardboard. It's so strange. <laughs> like a fiberglass ass. So that's our recommendation for why to watch it. Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen bangs his false bum. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, what better clubbing accessory for 2021 as when clubbing is a thing one can do again. <laughs> fiberglass backside really seems like the way forward. <laughs> so yeah, you'd think with all of the special effects, with all the special effects and um, visual effects there are in this, <laughs> that's the one thing that really threw me. Yeah, most of his head is fake and CG. Clearly, <gasps> so with the ears, vision with ears is that. Why, the why not just give him like? Uh, anyway, yes, yeah. The the I, I was quite pleased to see him in the blue. To give you the contrast in the mm. black and white. That was quite interesting. And I do agree with the call for, can we have a version of this that's not CG vision head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, those photos, well, 
both the the um, the assembled and then on Twitter the photos of him with ears. Because start mm. I couldn't work out why I found it so disturbing when I was watching it on <laughs> the TV. But then when I saw like collections of them all together photos, I just oh, mm. is it because he looks very like wrong. Pop? Remember Pop? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he the one that used to spit? Yes. 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 Pop can do lots of things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he kind of looked like Pop, and I was scared yeah. of Pop, and I still am. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, really core takeaway. The other one was, um, I know I'm going to get her name wrong, aren't I? Cut it if I get her name wrong. Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill and the theme tune, which I didn't notice when we were talking about theme tunes and the 90s theme tune. Okay. I mean, if, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The singer. Yeah. This dim- oh, the singer. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Is that her name? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. What are her names? I want to say she's called I Kathleen. I can't remember, Hanna. but she's anyway Bikini from Bikini Kill. Kill is on the nineties, two thousands. The the Malcolm in the Middle theme tune one. It yeah. was that was if you watched Moxie on Netflix, which sure is a film that's on Netflix at the moment. Um, that's particularly interesting timing. So yeah, cool. Yeah, and you know, I was like, oh, Bikini Kill. And my wife was like, I don't remember Bikini Kill. And I was like, you do, you do, you would. And we watched the film, <laughs> and she did. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I really enjoyed that they spent some just a bit of time going through those songs and, and talking about the process. And I think that, that that the way that they were just letting people have their enthusiasm for their thing. And you could really see how and why everyone was involved with the show. You could see that everyone had a great time contributing yes. to the show. But I think the most interesting thing was that how many people's sort of summative experience it was. It was it picked up threads from throughout their their lives and their experiences and you know got people talking about that their mentors were on these things that were referenced or they grew up inside sitcoms and things so so to see how much it brought together i thought made wandavision seem like almost like an like an industry event in a way which brought together all these television industries and kind of gave everyone a chance to look back and look forward and bring things together and I wonder if that's one of the things that will just make this a really important show to have been. And and it, for me, makes me feel like Marvel is kind of the Formula One of, of entertainment at the moment. Like it takes a lot of best practice from mm. throughout history and it takes it places that only money can go. But mm. that benefits yeah. everyone in the long run. And, and I think that's what I got mm. from watching this show. Yeah, I, mean, I think if it's a bit like with The Mandalorian where they've developed the volume that um, video background that now is starting to be used elsewhere mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure the stuff that's been developed for this which will then mm. or even just putting certain creatives together mm. how about you Matthew I thought it was fine <laughs> um, I didn't find it too revelatory and this might just be the case of having watched these sorts of things over the years it's like okay yeah they put a lot of effort in what on them <laughs> um <laughs> I, I was a little frustrated at times that yeah, I felt I was being told about the exciting work they were doing and not being shown it. When they were talking about, oh, we got these lighting styles and these camera styles and we did this and we did this to incorporate things. And I didn't get a, here's how it looks filmed modern and here's what we've done to make it look like this thing. By comparison, the stuff with Paul Bettany just as he's filming and then seeing them overlaying the CG and going, do you know, that's actually really good. That's yeah. That's really good. Was was it, clearly it impressed me. So I I wish I'd had a little bit more 
here's the shot as we did it here's the shot when we did this lighting effect here's the shot when we cut it down and here's why we did it in two different ways you know something on those lines but but that's that's me i like the behind the scenes you know (laughs) in-depth stuff um i found some of the interviews with elizabeth olsen interesting there were times it came across and there's no reason why this shouldn't be and it's absolutely fine but it's not the vibe i think they want to give across it came across a bit like a job at times which is the same thing I hear people say about, like, footballers. Footballers, whilst they play for a team, it's their career. They just go and play football. I think um, her job is not being interviewed, just as a footballer's job is not being interviewed, except now it is. Because <laughs> when you look at her on set and when she's working, or, like, I, I found it really interesting when she was saying the thing about how the Russo brothers were like, yeah, you go and make it your own. And she was like, that's my job now? Okay. <laughs> I thought that was that was really interesting to see her work but yeah the interviews (laughs) well no i i think it's more like her being wonder is a job for her which is absolutely fine and it should be just it it, sorry not a it's not a job in big terms it's just a job it's another role she's playing and i think they wanted to come across that they are deeply caring and intensely into and there were some of the interviews where it was just oh yes i'm here doing this thing and then I'm going to go on to the next thing. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that would have occurred to me. I hadn't taken that away. Okay. Not saying you're wrong, because you... you are right sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you get that from Paul Bettany, a bit, because he's he's very comfortable talking about all the different things he's done, and coming here and doing this, and this is interesting, because I get to do this stuff with it, and then on another thing I'll get to go and you know, not wear a fake bum, for instance. Um there, there absolutely were interviews where she was, yeah, very into, like, oh, there's all this stuff I get to do and we want to pick up what Wonder is and so on. But there were other times it was, oh, yeah, no, I'm here filming this thing today and then I'm going on to something else. Yeah. Which just is slightly different than I think they always want it to come across. They want it to be, these actors are into these roles and they were born to play this part and there's no one better than them. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I think sometimes when you look at her in print that's there but i think that her tone is um okay different mm-hmm. <laughs> than than perhaps expects because i think when you when you think about kind of what she says and how she you know it brought together all these things that she'd never had a chance to do before and it I, I, and she is talking about the experience of acting wonder mm. by and large rather than she she's not being interviewed as wonder which also mm-hmm. would have been cool what if they'd just done this in the style of <laughs> the making of one of the tv show yeah yeah <laughs> just e- even a little clip oh you want so much the, this was a dvd extra <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> for wonder vision wonders extras um <laughs> with a little cartoon it's interesting to talk of dvd extras because after having watched legends their um clip show thing um i was a bit concerned that this was going to be sort of dvd extra quality which mm-hmm. with the marvel stuff it's not great but i think it, i think this was much better than than a lot mm. of those kind of things and i just the the effort they went to with that first episode with the live element you know mm-hmm. the, the audience chairs yeah the audience oh. chairs the crew dressing in period and, what uh, and the audience dressing in period yeah. it looked like they'd gotten dressed yeah. up for it Oh, that must have been quite an experience. I mean, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you just think, was it as rewarding as they hoped? I hope it was. I'm hmm. sure talked about it. But looking at the lengths at the beginning, 
and kind of where you are by the end. Mm. I, I, I enjoyed having the space to kind of reflect on it. Mm, nice. The, the person I particularly enjoyed in the interviews, because you know, they, they, they spoke to a lot of different people and they really did try to fit a lot in there. Teona Paris was really interesting. Oh. <laughs> and hearing her interview process and wondering what role she was up for and then it being this weird 70s thing. She's like, I do not even know what I've, in- what I've auditioned for. <laughs> I just, I, I, oh, I found it quite difficult seeing her and, and having her talk about doing this scene, which I presume is, is the, the scene they showed the clip of, which was wonderful. And does she get to use that again? She does not. No. <laughs> She she does not she does not get to do the thing she was called in for. But also, given that presumably it was auditioning for Monica, and, and presumably it was always the idea that she would be Monica. Mm. How interesting that that was the audition scene. I mean, maybe they only saw actors that they felt fitted everything else, and that was mm-hmm. the one thing that they needed demonstrating. But how interesting. And maybe she's had to do several scenes, but that's the one with the story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you think with um, with Captain Marvel two coming up and what have you, that's mm-hmm. that's the part they need to be relatively confident is going to work. Absolutely, in normal absolutely. But gosh, her energy! Oh, mm. if only we could have had a bit more. I, I really feel she was the character kind of most lost in the show, and I think mm-hmm. that was a big mistake. I, I, I like, like to have her at all. I just. Uh, yeah. So the yeah, the thing we'd lost with her was a big Goonies sequence with Mr. Scratchy turning into a monster thing. Yep. Or even even if they had gone down the um the Fresh Prince route, you know, as per in Captain Marvel, that would have mm. been fun. I mean, she completely could have carried that energy. Obviously has so much on screen. And yeah, I just yeah. I'm very pleased that we're going to see her again. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Mm. Very ready to see more of her very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The um, So this is from one of the many, many interviews that have happened mm-hmm. since um, with uh, Matt Shakeman. I can't remember. Shackman. Um, talking, as you were saying, about this, this scene that was going to happen. Um, do you want to flesh it out a bit? Um, so there was a whole thing where they went to investigate the Darkhold in the basement castle area and Mr. Scratchy's there and he is her familiar and turns into a monster thing and they have a Goonie style chase with it. Yeah, and so that was... It seemed to be. But that was meant to be Monica Darcy, wasn't it? Monica, the boys, and I think possibly Ralph. Maybe others. I think Darcy was meant to be in there because that was one of the okay. reasons, that was one of the kind of explanations as to why because that scene was taken out. Mm-hmm. It's one of the explanations why we have so little Darcy. Ah, okay. Um, and less Monica. <laughs> not a great explanation. I just I feel like tonally there's not enough other scenes like that to land. But I mean, you're speculating. I'm speculating about something that's not in mm. it. So, but but it it they must have had a lot of things like that that didn't get done. Yeah. The um, other interesting things from that interview were that supposedly the aerospace engineer was never meant to be anybody interesting. Mm. Who thought this? And uh, it was it was more a setup for that scene because mm-hmm. um, the director was really excited about the big buggy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's my understanding anyway. It's a big prop. It is a big <laughs> yeah. buggy. And that was I, I did enjoy the kind of, no, that didn't work. Like, I, I thought that was good yeah. in the long run. Mm. I love the, the scene when she's actually going through and you get the multiple monikers. I thought that was very well done. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, what, what, has anyone seen anything else in interviews or anything discussed that sort of added context or information to stuff? I think what I've really noticed in myself after WandaVision is just feeling extremely warm towards the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way that I haven't previously. And so we watched Doctor Strange, Infinity War and Endgame over the course of the weekend and Spider-Man Far From Home, Mm. which um, are all films I'd seen once before. So it was really interesting for me to go back and through the light of WandaVision view at least 20 to 30 minutes of these films in a really improved way. Mm. I must say, actually, I really enjoyed Doctor Strange, which I did not see coming because I didn't the first time. A lot of Tilda Swinton, so sure it's got to be a good film. Yeah, because <laughs> that is a rule. Basically. Um, that is the, the Matthew rule. Having just watched a film called Technolust, with her in <laughs> multiple parts. It's not the vampire one, is it? No, this is a very early film where she creates sort of android versions of herself that go out and experience the world. Brilliant. Could watch. Brilliant. It was, Could watch. it was terrible, but brilliant. Oh, I love a terrible, brilliant film. Enjoying Jude Law for years has given me many <laughs> oh, Yes, you yeah. um, the, There was an interesting comment on an interview today, which is probably me reaching, but Benedict Cumberbatch was asked about his cameo in WandaVision, and he said, if it didn't happen, I'm very sorry. Which is a really interesting way to phrase that thing. That is a weird way of saying it. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? We have no proof either way whether this happened. And maybe, maybe we will get, again, this is probably just reaching stuff in Doctor Strange 2 in, on the WandaVision sets. So that's why he was there, because it was revisiting some of that or something. Oh, that'd be interesting. Uh, maybe. Uh, we, uh, only time will tell, and you know, another year or two. But, uh... I just found that such an interesting turn of phrase. Like, if it didn't happen, it's like Vision appearing at the end of Endgame, or not, as it turns out. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, the interview also with um, Jack Schaffernecker, the um, showrunner, and they were asking her about White Vision, and she confirmed that, as far as she's concerned, he's got the memories, but it is just data. So it's this uh, idea that he knows okay. who Wanda is, but he doesn't have emotions for her. How interesting. At this okay. stage, anyway. Well, I think mm-hmm. that is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think what was also interesting is um, hearing Elizabeth Olsen talk about how kind of different directors took things in different ways. And, mm. and I think that that's quite <laughs> nice to hear that Jack Schaefer's like, well, that's, you know, this is the line in the sound. Mm. Um, but, you know, the pieces are there if someone wants to play with them later. Absolutely. Yeah, I think starting off in Age of Ultron, you will then find directors take it in a very different way after that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And especially her comments about her cosy and the mm. cleavage she had to rock for the first bit of the the, the yeah. series. So, mm. Yeah, I thought that was uh, notable. i just thinking of another thing from whichever of the two films I watched at the weekend that were very, very long and full of Marvel things. Um, when when Vision says to Wanda, we're out of time, and I just thought, oh, that's oh, that's nice, isn't it? You know, as if they're kind of somehow existing in a relationship that is conducted outside 
mm. the normal realms of space and time. And I thought maybe I really like that idea for their for their future. And I, start, I spent quite a lot of time thinking about Marvel as as fairy tales and the kind of mm. you know looking at the convoluted Stephen Peggy scenario mm. uh, from from Endgame mm. and and thinking about how Marvel kind of contrives endings that other places don't necessarily go. And it's just like there, that's what we're saying now. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I found it quite an interesting train of thought to maintain for a while because I'm still very stuck on kind of how one division managed to have all possible endings in a sense um the, the more I think about it the more I like what happened and having had a bit of space from it I'm very very happy about the wonder and vision end of things nice. in that and, and the possibilities to come mm. and and no one seems to be kind of writing anything off either in any of the things I've seen which is not as many I think as you guys have seen but <laughs> What do you think about that? Yeah, ne- never rule anything out. Mm. You know, never, never make certain that someone's dead if you can possibly, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we've got time travel shenanigans. Let's bring Thanos back. Brilliant. Um, I've seen a couple of theories of where White Vision might go because that is a really interesting one. Of like, I don't see where he fits in in anything that's planned. Armor Wars. Maybe. Because the reason I think of Armor Wars is because his fake Mind Stone is the blue triangle which is very reminiscent of Iron Man's blue oh, triangle arc reactor. Fair. And Armor Wars, I mm. think, is meant to be about Stark tech falling into the wrong hands. So maybe if he's got a bit of Stark mm-hmm. tech in him, I don't know. Mm, maybe. But yeah. The, the thing I saw was possibly Black Panther 2, because he, he knows that Shuri is someone who could fix him or help him. Help him what? reconnect with his find find purpose yes yes get a heart <laughs> oh oh the wizard of oz the marvel I'm style not sure, though. Oh. i think it would be interesting yeah, but i'm work. not sure i like the idea of black panther 2 having white division centered <laughs> <laughs> well if you can't have martin freeman <sighs> Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I think there's a lot more I'd like to yeah, see. Yeah, I, I can Black imagine. Panther 2. I, I would see it not being centred, but I can also see Black Panther 2 being maybe an anthology of of other stories around Wakanda, so they don't have to yeah. reference Chadwick Boseman directly, you know. Who Are knows? we not getting a TV series yeah, set in Wakanda as well? I heard mm, something cool. about it. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, well, it wasn't in the main Disney announcement. I think it came later because. Because Ryan Coogler has signed um, a big deal with Disney, hasn't he? And I think it's part of that ah, cool. uh, Black Panther, or Wakanda, at least, um, series in the works. Mm. Yeah, as I don't, I don't really see him fitting in Doctor Strange somehow, because that feels like it's going to be very magic-y. Yeah, and I, I suspect it's going to have a lot going on already. Yeah. But, you know, never, never say never with a Marvel series. Well, with that, also I was listening to a, a Catherine Hahn interview. Um, mm-hmm this morning and it might again reaching like crazy but she was being asked about um her witchy costume and she sort of stumbled over her words a bit and said about in this inter- this time in this iteration which okay. makes me wonder is there a different iteration in the future or it may have just mm. been that she just uh stumbled over her words speaking of people who seem to have a good time at work though just just having watched that yeah that documentary, I mean, she was just really... I love those tiny, tiny clips of her just being like, I'm going to go again, just going to do more, yeah. going to do more of yeah. this. <laughs> just ad-lib, ad-lib for your life. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, that that's the, exactly the sort of thing I could have done with a lot more of. Just the, the mm. actual behind the scenes. Yeah. And extra stuff that not just someone talking to camera being like, oh, yeah, we did this clever stuff. Yeah. I liked having having them on the wires. Mm. I always love watching actors do wire work. Wouldn't have guessed Elizabeth Olsen was that into wires, but apparently so. Now, that's interesting because that's made me think it was in that interview that I'm like, she doesn't seem totally into this because she did a whole thing of, oh, yeah, it's great having someone else on wires because normally we're doing this and I'm the only one on the wire. I'm the only, I'm the only flyer in the group or something. I'm like... You know, that's, like, not true at all. I get the sense sometimes that she has not always had the best time at work. Hmm. I just wonder whether she doesn't actually follow along the thing. You know how Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't sure which film she appeared in? She just rocked up and filmed some scenes. <laughs> which I do love. It, it, maybe it's some of that seeming to be channeled. Like, oh, yeah, I filmed my scene and I'm the only one who flies. Like, I don't know, because the way she was talking about the ownership that she feels of Wanda... And I don't think you'd probably have Gwyneth Paltrow feeling ownership of Pepper in the same way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's had her off day. Who knows? Well, exactly. Like I say, it was there. Was, there was an interview, and I think that might have been it. That just seemed. I mean, I think also she's not really been at the forefront of the conversation. No. Before this is like her first time, kind of being front and center mm. in this, and I, and I guess she's probably quite used to kind of not playing down Wanda but certainly that's a problem that lots of people have had for years is yeah. that it felt like Wanda was played down and I don't think that would have come naturally from her I think that came from Marvel probably questions about like how do you fit in with this group and how <laughs> what piece do you see as yourself as part of it and now she's mm. the 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 a star attraction how's she gonna help Captain America exactly <laughs> right we promised a giveaway we have a very exciting thing for people to try and win. Win? Win. Uh, you can win a 1950s Vision Funko Pop. Very, very kindly donated by Far Flung Hope 5 on Twitter. Uh, it's a glorious... <laughs> a glorious black and white Vision in glasses with the briefcase and the hat. It's pretty lovely. It's a really good lookalike. From, you know how some of the Funko Pops are a bit like, well, here's a little figure. But this mm-hmm. one is one of those ones where you're like, oh, I know who that is. It's I so like cute. It. Yeah. We'll put a link to the image in the notes so you can drool over him. Okay, so what can you do to win this? We are going to give everyone two weeks to come up with something about Falcon and the Winter Soldier that will surprise us. What do you think is coming in the, in this this new series? that we will be talking about the week that it happens. So we're going to come up with a couple, and then you can't use them. So it has to be something creative. I don't care if it happens or not. (laughs) Tell us something fun that we like, and we will choose our best one, our favourite one to win. So if you say, hey, you guys are going to be really surprised and shocked when they, I don't know, make out. (laughs) Yes, we're going to be pleased. We're not going to be surprised at all. (laughs) If you think that they are going to turn up in... Halloween versions of their their comic costumes. Yes, I would be quite surprised. I would like if that was a trend through the <laughs> <laughs> through the MCU series, <laughs> especially when we get to Loki. Yes, I want the cheap toilet roll horn <laughs> version of that costume. <laughs> Do you guys have anything you think is coming that people would use an example? No, because I I don't want to be knocking out anyone's ideas okay. up front. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we want your WandaVision level conspiracy theories <laughs> for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Perfect. 
Uh, tweet at us. Tweet at any of us. So the the show at Eloquent Gushing. I'm at Matthew Vose. I'm at Laura Geeks Out. And I'm at this A.E. Shaw. Uh, it can be one line, one little thing you've drawn or written down, anything. Just come and tell us. I'm draw it. Draw it. Draw yes, it a little. Draw you, know. it. <laughs> you do not have to draw it. But if you did, that would be fun. There'll be no extra like points. Comic but... panel. I, I, it w- really would help you think. No, uh, just go, come and let us know what you think. And we will, uh, we're going to give everyone a couple of weeks. So this week and next week. And then we'll, um, we'll pick something really good. And you get to win an exciting Funko Pop. Are we going to talk about how we feel about the advance of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Speaking of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, let's let's talk your actual feelings about the show coming up. And Abby, what do we need to tell you so you are prepped for this show? Why does everyone love the Winter Soldier? Why? <laughs> no, I can't answer that, I'm afraid. Why? I think it's a throwback to the comics where he's a big character and a big part of Steve's life. So I think I think there's a lot of that baggage coming with him is it literally the steve's boyfriend thing is that it some of that i think as far as the internet's concerned yes I because i have people it. i love very dearly who are super into him but i just I, what is it there's also a sebastian stan thing isn't there sebastian Which stan who i don't really get i think looks good in that part in a slightly aragorn sort of way no shh sh- you know the oh. floppy hair, bit bit dirty, no. rugged, and all this. Um, Quiet. It's it's a shame because Sebastian Stan is really good when he's given a chance, but this part does not allow him to do anything in particular. You watch him in not to date. Well, exactly. That's what what I'm hoping for. You watch him in Itonia, and he is phenomenal. He God, disappears he was fantastic. Into it. I had forgotten he was, he was in that. Right. He was fantastic in that. Um. So I'm, that was, that was a great you know, I'm hopeful this show allows him to bring some of that because, by and large, it's kind of growling and glowering from behind his banks. So, fringe for our UK listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was wondering. I mean, again, watching the end of Endgame and kind of seeing them together, and I was just like, "Who looked at that and went, yeah, TV show?'" I mean, like, well, like, how did they well. get that? What are what am I missing? Because I I read I've read a couple of interviews here and there, but I haven't read the is it the Vanity Fair one again? Why is Vanity Fair the like Marvel magazine? I clearly yeah, missed something. All over it. All um, over it. I've seen the pictures. I haven't read it yet, but um, but yeah, they must have something to to be in this show. I think from and this is where I have to be careful because Matthew hasn't seen the trailers. <laughs> Um, I think from what we've seen of the trailers, very much getting that kind of um, buddy cop type feel, but kind of buddy hate each other cop type feel. Um, yeah, odd couple. From yeah, mm. from the um, the scene back in Civil War when Steve is having the really inappropriate kiss with Sharon, and the so two bad. guys are in the car, and that whole movie seat up, mm-hmm. you know, that bickering type thing. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of that. But what I, and again, Vanity Fair podcast, <laughs> um, <laughs> they were talking about, because they've been talking about WandaVision, and they were talking about um, expectations for um, this one coming up. And um, Jenna Thompson was saying that basically, as far as she's aware, they've sort of had a bit of a rethink. Um, I don't know if it's because of the COVID break, I don't know. And there has been more depth added as to the whole thing around the identity of Captain America and what it is to be Captain America. Okay, interesting. Well, that is interesting, and I think that it's probably just as well they did that. Mm. 
yeah, because I think I think just going from the complexity of one division to some, you know, high quality fighty fighty kick kick. <laughs> I think that would, I think it'd be fun, but I don't think it would necessarily have the same. I, I'm really curious to see what the what the following is of this. Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to get the same people at watching it at eight a.m. I, I, I feel like people have kind of found a routine in a way. And I think <laughs> I I think this, this routine is, is gonna last. I hope that people love it. I I hope that they do. I hope there's lots to love. I just again watching kind of Falcon receive the shield and have this kind of mantle bestowed upon him, I really could have watched a series that that was that. So it's interesting to hear that they've kind of had to amp that up somewhat in the light of the weight that people are willing to put on a TV show. And I wonder if when they were kind of suggesting TV shows, they were still thinking of TV in like 2002 style um, mm. with with a kind of, and to separate it from these very heavy films, we will have a light touch um, and enjoy some of our characters running, jumping, climbing trees. But mm. it, I, I, yeah, that's not what television is anymore. And it's not what television's been for a good few years. So yeah, it makes me slightly uneasy that that wasn't the design. <laughs> like, it, it may have been yeah. to some degree, and then they just decided to. Ramp. Mm. I don't think it's been ramped up in reaction to Wonder Vision. I think it's just, or at least not in reaction to the reception mm. that Wonder Vision has had. Um, I, I don't know. It was just something along those lines that she was kind of reassuring her co-host that there is interesting meant to be more depth. If they're having you might any think. cameos, they need to be very upfront. <laughs> <laughs> don't think we can stomach just a list comes across another the aerospace the engineer or or another x-man you know <laughs> old captain america will not be appearing <laughs> well that's that's been the discussion today um god can you imagine if they're like hey i could call in my buddy from the army who was really great he, he loved animals what was it bear or tiger some sort of animal thing he always called himself Wolverine. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but exactly something sort of innocuous that everyone's like, oh, could be anyone. And it's yeah. just nothing. No, um, we had a question from our friend Caitlin uh, it, with the hints that we have that Loki is also going to be about the multiverse. Do you think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to have any surprise multiverse stuff, or stick to what they're billing it as general superhero action with presumably two attractive men making out? <laughs> we're really staked uh, on the making out aren't we that's <laughs> it's that's yeah i mean it's really not going to end well either way i think if that happens <laughs> i i think i can imagine there being perhaps some some of those kind of things that aren't overt that because you've watched one division so closely and you're looking out mm-hmm. for multiverse stuff um i'm kind of hoping no one from the fox cast turns up as another character imagine that that might break things (laughs) it depends what the villainy Um, is really doesn't it you know what what is the jeopardy here because i saw things around you know suggestions that it was dr doom or something which would certainly tie up you know that would contribute that's bad he's fantastic four isn't he or is Mm -hmm. he other people fantastic four yes yeah yeah i i feel like they will pitch this at a slightly different audience. So, yes. you know, we've talked about different things are popular for different people. So this will be more for people who want core action, gripping story, bit of a thriller drama thing going on. I'm here for some really good fight sequences. 
want it to be good. Yeah, I think I'm I'm perfectly happy for this to be different to One Division. Mm. You know, I'm not looking for a mystery box. Mm-hmm. Uh, though if it was, I wouldn't mind. But um, <laughs> I'm not looking for that with yeah. this one. But I I I am pleased that there's at least talk of there being a bit more depth. Mm. Be nice to have something that wasn't massively gun centric as well in in the in terms of a genre piece that didn't rely on guns. I think because I I would assume it wouldn't. Um, but I don't know. I I think if you think of the their skill set, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Gun heavy. I know. It was more melee combat. Mm. But also, I'm wondering if that's part of the Captain America conversation. I don't know. Mm. There's there's some because there's some fairly hefty things conceptually in mm. it so and, and i also wonder kind of how hefty it will be i think it'd be interesting i mean so the villain in one division being grief <laughs> and so we're gonna have the villainous prejudice potentially yeah could yeah be. it could be because the you don't even need to be overt about it the, the great thing about the recent wonder woman movie was they were kind of making a point that she doesn't use weapons she doesn't carry a sword anymore. She breaks guns when she sees them, and she doesn't fire them or do anything with that. It's it's she's a defensive person, but keeping everyone safe. They didn't make a thing, but it really worked for me. Knowing knowing it was there, loved it. So they could they could absolutely do that in this. That these guys are uh, about the action, but without it being. And now suddenly I have a gun, and it's all about grenades. Yes, and it's stuff. more sort of disarming than offensive mm. attack. Mm. I would love it if it was a real problem solving piece. You know, if they actually got to do something cerebral and interesting. So it is the 18th. And also with excellent fighting. Well, why not? Well, I was about to exactly <laughs> say that. <laughs> the Falcon and the Winter Soldier escape from. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, I don't know. I, I think just kind of not knowing and having not previously been interested, but now feeling interested. It's just, okay. yeah, I'm really interested in this change in myself. I'm very interested in the Falcon, and I'm hoping that Winter Soldier will not just be like the straight man. That can't be your surprising thing, is if I turn out to get super into the Winter Soldier. (laughs) 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 But can we say now, I would put money on the fact that I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You had made a comment previously, Abby, about needing a refresher on anything. Are you feeling you're okay and up to speed, having watched a couple of films recently? Um... I I think I'm probably going to have questions when we get there because I'll be like, where does he have this thing and how does okay. this work and what was where did he come from? I also feel a little where does bit he lost go? about uh, yeah exactly, <laughs> and I also think that I I'm not entirely clear on the Marvel version of everyone's story sometimes okay. like yeah sometimes I feel like it thinks I know things and I think what <laughs> what did I miss. <laughs> Well, remember that film you watched five or yeah. six oh, years God. ago? Well, a little bit, and also I remember if it was if it was a point in Civil War, you need to tell me because I have no retention capacity for that film. I've seen it three times, no idea, no idea what happened. So if it, if it's a reference to anything that happened in that film, you have to tell me. I mean, Bucky killed Tony's parents, but I don't see that coming up. He did. Yeah. Not in the well in the flashbacks <laughs> in the film. Yeah, he did. Yes. That's what the whole That's civil war was over. The plot. Oh, is that what it was about? Yes. <laughs> you see how I genuinely wasn't kidding. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I have no retention for that film. And part of the thing is that Steve knew, but was keeping a secret to protect his friend from 
Tony. Why did he do that? Well, well and, and... Well, I kind of knew, because to start with when Tony asks, did you know? He says no. And he's like, I kind of suspected. Right. Okay, okay, we may need a bonus episode where you two tell me what happened, <laughs> and then I will know. It's like I had to get my wife to talk me through all of Star Wars, and now I know what happened. It's great. <laughs> so, we well, may we may see how the first episode goes, but there may be a bonus. Okay. <laughs> and as we're at that point, I I still love the th- the fan theory that because that was the last secret he was keeping, that's what makes Steve worthy to pick up Mjolnir. Oh, I did wonder because why he, now has he could nothing do that. that is against his conscience. Oh, mm. Didn't really land for me. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> this is fun. And this is having watched Age of Ultron. <laughs> 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 exactly. Exactly. Okay, so we will we will have a a list of things that Abby needs to explain. That Abby we'll check each week. I think this is going to be great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fab. Don't forget to tweet at us to let us know what you think is going to surprise us, uh, and you can win an awesome Funko Pop. We will we will read out at least our favorite, if not our selection of favorites. So we want, we just want to hear from everyone. We want as many entries as you want. Yep. We're going to pick something fun. <gasps> Who's going to be Mephisto? <laughs> <laughs> and the shield. The, the shield, shield is, is Mephisto. Imagine if the shield was now a hexagon. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs>